Welcome to Hustle to Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Deidre Weaver. I'm a mama on a mission to live life. I definitely don't have it all figured out, but I'm learning more each day. And I'm here to help you take intentional action to find your happy and create the life of your dreams. I want to share stories and knowledge through my seasons of growth and chaos with you to empower you to let go of the hustle, the busy, the need to do more, the need to prove your worth, and embrace life on your terms. Life sure is interesting, isn't it? I don't know if you're like me, but I always felt like there was this unspoken rule, a set of steps that you're supposed to complete to move on to the next level of life. You go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a degree, you meet the person that you love, get married, you have kids, you get a job, and then you just wake up and go to work and go to sleep and repeat until you die. (laughs) Well, that's not really what I believe now, but that's what I did believe all growing up is like this weird societal standard of who I was supposed to be, the shoulds, the shoulds that will keep you stuck. You should live life this way. You should want this. You should want that. But I've learned that that's not exactly correct, or at least in my opinion, I don't think life is about doing what everyone else thinks that you should do. The shoulds will keep us stuck. The shoulds will keep us trapped in a negative mindset and really not becoming who you're meant to be. So maybe you find yourself where I was seven years ago. Seven years ago, I was just looking to lose weight. I'll be honest, I just wanted to lose 20 pounds. But what that want gave me was an entire different direction for my life. Instead of just helping me lose weight, it gave me the power and the tools to for once in my life be myself. And it's really scary because if you don't know who you are or what you want or where you're going, you kind of feel like you're in limbo. And that's exactly where I was, this dark cloud of limbo, feeling not good enough, totally trapped in postpartum, in motherhood. And I'd never given myself a chance to be just myself. I was living my life, following all the steps, doing everything I'm supposed to, listening to the rules, and it left me feeling kind of like crap. I realized that the life I was living wasn't the one that lit my heart on fire, made my soul happy. Like, it kind of just sucked. It sucked living in Groundhog Day. And through my growth the past seven years, I've realized that life isn't just about showing up and living. It's showing up for yourself. It's showing up to be yourself, discover yourself, find what matters to you. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today on this podcast is living life on your terms because it's easy to look around at everyone else. It's easy to be trapped in the comparison or the shoulds, the expectations that you or other people are putting on you loudly or silently. It's the external pressures that sometimes feel like they're suffocating the shit out of you. Let's just say it out loud, right? Let's just call it like it is. I want you to know that that's normal, but it doesn't have to be the way that you're living your life. And if you feel me, scream amen, shout it out from the rooftops, because I I truly just want to sit and talk to you about giving yourself permission to live life on your terms, to, to figure out what that even looks like, what that means for yourself, and how to let go of 
the things that really don't bless you, the things that you don't want in your life so that you can continue to grow and feel freaking good. And if you're here for it, I'm here with you. Let's freaking go. So what does life on your terms even mean? Because if you're like me, where I was seven years ago, I didn't know that I could give myself permission to do what I wanted instead of what I felt pressured to do or to become. I just thought success was all of the things, following the ladder. I thought success was getting that job and providing for your family. Yeah, that could be it. But for me, it really took redefining what success is and asking myself a lot of questions and personal growth. Let's be honest, because like I said, I started this to lose 20 pounds. I just genuinely hated my body, postpartum body. Oh my gosh, that is a whole journey in itself. And if you know, you know, but I hated my body and I just wanted something different. But And taking the action to reach those goals, it also gave me the courage, the confidence, and the bravery to ask other questions, right? If this part of my life isn't what I want it to be, what can I do to change it, right? You'll recognize if and when you take action to change one piece of your life, one little part, it kind of elevates everything else because you are one human. And so when you are improving one area of who you are, you're going to naturally see other areas start to shift and change. That is growth, my friend. And that is commendable. And I'm so freaking proud of you. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So many of us think that we have to change everything right now. And it's like, no, if you just drink more water and drink more water every single day and become consistent in that, you're going to see that when you drink more water, you're going to feel better. You're going to be less tired. You're going to want to give your body good foods. And it's kind of like this domino effect. But let's say you're not even starting with health because even though that was my way in, that's not everybody's way in. Maybe you're starting by taking care of your finances, you know, or finding a new job or whatever. It can be literally any aspect of your life but when you start improving that aspect other aspects are going to start changing you're going to start asking yourself the questions and you know me I love questions I'm a sucker for diving in to yourself I truly think that self-reflection is the most powerful tool that anyone can have but it's really hard if we're being honest because a lot of people don't want to self-reflect because they're afraid of the answers that they're going to get. They're afraid of those hard questions. A lot of people take questions as a negative and I really want you to rewire your brain so that when you get questions that can be knowledge. That can be tools to help you grow because for me that's how I think of it. When I have something in my life that I'm not loving I start asking questions. Okay why? Why does this thing not feel good? Why does this thing frustrate me? Why do I not want this, right? And it will help me uncover the truth. But I just ask lots and lots and lots of whys. So for you, maybe you're feeling burnt out. Maybe you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed because I think that is the season for a lot of people. We just went through a pandemic and really still recovering from that. And it's so important that you ask yourself the questions of like, how are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? And what do you really need right now? Those three questions are like, oh, they're my go-to. They can help me answer so much. But when you understand why you're feeling negative or why you're feeling burnt out or overwhelmed or stressed, then you're going to be able to see what you need more of. 
right? As a mom, for me, what do I need more of? Like, oh my gosh, give me a nap and a beach and just let me breathe. Because as a mom, I'm often overstimulated. There's so much responsibility on my shoulders, the mental load to be able to manage a household on top of my own business and on top of so many other things. It's a lot. So as a mom, as this woman who is trying to elevate our lifestyle, elevate our home, be able to grow and teach my kids in the best way, I feel a lot of pressure and responsibility on my shoulders there. So when I ask myself what I need, so much of the time, it's just a break. But instead of sitting there and telling myself, okay, well, one day, one day you'll get that, it'll be okay. This week, I have made it a priority to take a break. And I know it sounds wild, and especially if you are that busy woman who is constantly going, 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 who has so many responsibilities, you're like, hold on, I cannot sit down and breathe. I cannot take time to rest. I cannot take time for me because then something isn't getting done. And I get it. I understand it and I feel you. I see you. I am you. But listen, burning yourself out isn't the answer. Going until you can't go anymore won't solve the problem. So why not at least feel good when you're attacking all your responsibilities? And I could go on so many different rabbit holes here, but I just want to wrap it up and say, if you're not taking time for you, you're not going to be able to really grow in the aspects of what life looks like on your terms. Like what do you actually need? So Life on your terms is simply the understanding of what you want. Lately, I have really been struggling with vision because with coaching, I have built this business in seven years virtually while I'm at home being able to take care of my babies. It started when I had three kids under three. Holy crap, that was a journey. But it's created and paved the way for everything that I have today. I have reached goals that I only dreamed about when I started. I have done incredible things. But where I find myself now is like, okay, that is great and I love it and I'm living the life of my dreams. And I'm happy. And I'm content. And I'm perfectly golden right now. But contentment, whoa, that'll keep you. Contentment is not always a good thing because you'll see that you'll start to revert back to old habits. When you're content, you really come to this place where you're stuck and then comes in those feelings of overwhelm, of frustration, all of these things, or at least that's what I recognize in myself. And so I've really been trying to dive in in the past year to ask myself, if I'm living life on my terms, what does that even look like? And of course, I'm a vision sucker. So if you are new here, I talk a lot about vision. I talk a lot about goals. That's just how my mind works. And I use that as a superpower. I let it help guide me. So I've been doing some vision practices to really figure out what life looks like for me. What would make me happy? What is frustrating me now in my life? And if I had a magic wand, all the money, all the time, everything in the world, all the resources, what would my life look like on the regular? And it was super empowering because I realized I don't need anything fancy. I actually really just want a simple life. But in order to do that, it requires certain things of me. 
It means figuring out what simple looks like. How would I love to spend my regular mundane day? And I share that with you because as I was doing this practice, I sat up and I was like, whoa, I'm already living this life. So why do I still feel some type of way? And the truth is because I was putting pressure on myself from the outside world that I needed to dream bigger and I needed to want more and I needed all of this stuff. And I don't think that that's true. I think each person can want what they want and they don't have to want more. But there is always something more that you're looking for. And whether that's true connection, whether that's slow down, whether that's financial dependability, whatever that looks like, there is stuff that can improve your life. There are actions that you can take to feel better. So for me, like I said, something that I want more of is just rest and fun. And I noted that and I saw that. And it's easy to live a life where you see everyone else doing all of these things to say, oh, well, I want this different, but what will someone else say? This year, I am actually homeschooling two of my three children. And I love it. I love every second of it. But what's interesting is when I made the decision to homeschool, I got lots of questions from other people. And you know me, I love questions. When you ask questions, it opens up the door to so much communication, to true conversations about certain topics. And what I found was that lots of people think that simply because I want to homeschool, that means I have an issue with the school system or the government or whatever that may be. And while that might be some people's agenda that's not mine for me I went to homeschool because again I love the simple life and what I found was growing up I was taught this busy 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 work 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 next thing next thing next thing and what I've found in the past few years as my kids are going to school is that they're getting taught that now Because in order for our kids to go to our public school, my oldest is still going this year. And there's a huge difference in my younger two versus him. Because he's getting up at 5.50 every morning. He's getting on the bus by 7 o'clock. He is going all day to school. He's coming home burnt out and exhausted. He is emotional and tired. He doesn't get any time with us before we have to tuck him in and go to bed and repeat. And it breaks my heart, honestly. Because no fault for the school, but he doesn't get the time to play. He doesn't get the time to rest. He isn't able to sleep in and get adequate sleep. He isn't getting enough of the good, healthy foods each and every day. He's not drinking enough water. Just yesterday, he came home saying that he had a headache, didn't feel good. And I asked him, how much water did you drink? And as he's pouring his glass, he's like, well, this is my first one. At 3.50 in the afternoon. And it just breaks my heart. Because he's not alone here. I mean, if we're honest about it, the teachers are going through this. Anybody in the workforce is going through this. You have to get up super early to start your day. To rush around, get all the work done. Check all your boxes so that you could clock out. Rush your kids off to this sport, that sport, the next thing. So that you can hurry up and do supper. To get everybody in bed so that you can stay up late and clean the house. So that you can get up early and do it all the next day. 
damn, that just makes me overwhelmed thinking about it. And the interesting thing is I get told, I've gotten told a lot as we've made this decision and I've been sharing about it is like, I wish I had the opportunity to do that. I wish I had the finances to do that. I wish I had the time to do that. They look at me because I'm a stay-at-home mom and it's like, well, must be nice. And listen, I get it. I understand that it's easy to look at someone else's life and see in a different color, right? Like you don't understand the things that I've gone through and that's okay. I don't need you to understand. But I think an important question is when you look at someone who's doing something that you wish you could do, instead of saying must be nice, ask yourself, use this as your resources. Let your envy be your direction. Ask yourself, gosh, I see that they have this and it really makes me feel some type of way. So what can I do to implement that into my life? What are the action steps that I can take in order to get to that space one day? It may not be tomorrow. It might be a while from now. But what can you do? Because I'll be honest, being a stay-at-home mom is the hardest thing ever, and I don't actually really love it at all. Um, I do love working hard. I am very ambitious. I do love hitting goals. But that's why when coaching fell in my lap, it was such an awesome opportunity for me because it allowed me to stay home with my kids. It allowed me to provide for my family. It gave me the drive and the fun that I wanted and needed in order to accomplish things. And so I get to make an impact not only in other people's lives, not only in my business, but in my home. I get to be present. And I I just love that. I, I, I'm pretty well speechless right now because... When I started all of this, all this growth, all this change, again, I wanted to lose 20 pounds because I hated the life I was living. And now here I am seven years later fighting harder for the life that I'm living, for more time with my family, for all of this. And it's not because all of a sudden I love being a stay-at-home mom. No, it's because I have grown and redefined what life looks like for me. I have grown and found ways to get what I need in my life, in my life. Instead of getting a job out in the workforce where I would be away from my family, I simply found a job that could meet me where I was in the season of life that I was in. And now I get to provide that even more because I get to continue being here with my kids, but also growing a business and being here, sharing all the knowledge that I have learned and gone through with you. That's huge for me because making an impact matters. Being able to speak to one human matters but that's life on my terms not everyone wants to teach or share or create podcasts or whatever you see me doing not everybody wants that and I think it's so important that when you're living life on your terms that you recognize where your strengths are and what brings you joy because if you go into a space and you take action doing anything that isn't fun or that you don't enjoy it will always feel like torture 100%. You shouldn't be living a life filled with torture. You should be waking up every single day feeling on fire for how you're living. And listen, 
I know that's a saying because not every single day do you wake up feeling like you're on fire for life. That's just the truth. Everybody has bad days. Everybody has good days. Success is not like a straight thing. Life is not just a straight thing. There's so many roller coasters and ups and downs and that's natural and that's real. So don't look at someone and think like, wow, it's always rainbows and sunshine for them because that's, that's false. And I don't want you to get caught in that trap of everyone else has it better and the world is out to get me because it's an easy place to go, but it's a hard place to be. But when you sit down and think this out, what do I want my life to look like? Ask yourself the questions that I have introduced here. And I hope that they can give you some space to brainstorm and just sit down with yourself. I don't care if you have to lock yourself in a closet or get up early or stay up late or whatever. Take time for you. Just sit and think and ask yourself those questions so that you can kind of redefine what success looks like, what life looks like, what a future could be if you could paint the picture. Because after all, this is your life. You are the artist. And I know there are things out of your control, but in life you get to control two things. And those two things are your attitude and your action. And when your attitude is that of love, is that of grace, is that of acceptance, is that of belief and confidence, you're going to feel like a totally different person. When you have those qualities in yourself, and listen, I know that it takes time to build that up. Mindset work gosh, it's so important. Your brain is your strongest muscle and what you're giving it will pave the way for your attitude, for your actions, for how you treat people, for how you treat yourself. And that's so, so important. So first you got to get your attitude in check. It's really understanding who you are, how you think, why you think that, where those ideas came from. And something that I did as I was as I've been growing, as I continue growing, is I really evaluate what matters to me. Prioritize what matters to me. What values am I holding on to that don't belong to me? Things that should be important that are not mine. So here's a story. Growing up, my mom, oh my gosh, she she came from a hard place and she dug her way out. Like, uh, she inspires me so much. But with that, she also put this pressure on me that college, 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 college. That was the bottom line. That is, that is success. That's where you want to go. You get your butt there. And I did, but I didn't want to. That was not on my heart. It didn't light my soul on fire. I dreaded all four years of it. Did it help me? Yeah, of course. Do I use what I learned? Absolutely. But if I could go back in time and rewrite it, college would not be on my list. That was for my mom. And I was living and doing that for her. It was a value for her. But for me, it's not. And that's okay. Other people can have other values. But I think it's important to ask yourself, where do your values come from? Are they self-imposed? Are they imposed by people around you, parents, teachers, anybody? What values truly matter to you? What priorities are the most important? And what do you need to get rid of? Because some things that you're holding on to aren't even yours. You actually don't care about them. Whether it's a societal pressure or pressure of growing up, it's, it's not yours. And if you can get rid of it, you're going to feel a hundred times better. 
but it's important to understand why, how, and where it came from. Because then you're really going to be able to pave the way for what you want in your future, what life looks like on your terms, because then you can let go of the things that aren't blessing you and hold on to those that are. So for me, one of my top priorities is being a loving mom. I want my kids to be themselves so fully. I want them to know that they are accepted. I want them to become who they want to be. And that's one of my big pushes and why we decided to homeschool because I want them to dive into things that interest them. I want them to be able to grow and learn and I want to give them the opportunities to be themselves 100% fully. That is a value to me. Letting and giving my kids the space to figure out who they are now so that they aren't like me at age 30 trying to figure out who am I? What does, what, what is this, right? Those existential crisis questions. I don't want that for them. I want them to grow up with the confidence knowing that they are themselves fully 100%. And they don't have to be anyone different in order to be accepted. So that's a priority to me. That's one of the reasons we're choosing homeschool. That's one of the reasons I show up for my health every day so that I can be a more graceful parent, so I can be a more patient parent. Because Anger for me is an easy place to go. And if I get too caught up in the pressures and the stress and the perfection, I'm not the mom that's going to be able to give the grace and the patience and the love that my kids would need in order for them to be themselves. So just ask yourself, what are your values? What are your priorities? Where do you want to go? For me, I dream of the day that we get to take the year and travel the U.S. I dream of our vacation home. And Neither of those are for the fancy things, are for the cute Instagram pictures or the, I, I, I don't care about that part. For me, it's the simplicity of it. For me, I want to travel the U.S. so that my kids get to explore other cultures, so that they get to see the creations that God has made. A few years ago, I went with my friend, Kristen. We went to Utah. Oh my gosh. Utah is incredible. We road tripped from Phoenix all the way up to Escalante and we saw slot canyons and we climbed through them and it was just, I felt so small in the world because the beauty that is in God's creation, that is in the world around us, it's insane. It's insane because all my life I grew up in a small town where everybody knows everybody, everybody knows everybody's business. It's cornfields. So being able to get out of this town, to explore something more, to see bigger and better, and not in fancy things, but just simply in the rocks around us, right? Like going through a slot canyon, I was like, wow, life isn't stuck in my box. Life isn't being trapped. It's about getting out. And so as I think about this year-long road trip, I'm getting emotional. I want to give that to my kids so that they can see that there's more to the world than being trapped in their head. There's more to the world than this little town. They can go out and explore and learn and see and experience so much more. When I dream of our vacation home, it's for the simplicity of being able to unplug and play 100 percent 
I get my kids asking me all the time, Mom, when can I have a computer? Mom, when can I have a phone? And the truth is, I don't ever want them to. <laughs> we are definitely waiting till at least 15, 16. I, this is me calling it now so that a few years from now I can come back and say, Deidre, you, you told yourself you weren't going to. Because we already have the outside pressure of what everyone else is doing. Of my kids really, really want this. And it's hard when you have those pressures. But a value to me is that my kids know fun. A value to me is that my kids are themselves. And when you have social media and when you have instant access at your fingertips, it's easy to get off track with that. And so I really want to create this boundary for my kids. And this vacation home, This <laughs> what I envision is last, this, this year we went to... Um, Lost Hills Lake and is in Missouri and it is incredible but it helped me pave the picture of like what I wanted I want this big lake slash pond where my kids can kayak and they can swim and they can play I want the outside I want the campfires I I am not a small talk person but put me around a campfire late at night just sitting being able to truly connect To me, that's where growth happens. That's where you get to know someone. That is vulnerability. That is everything to me. And if I can create this space where every weekend or however often we go, my family can just sit and be and connect and have fun and play. Gosh, that simple, the simple thing, the simplicity in having that space, it means everything to me. And we do have 40 acres, so we do have property now. But it's not the same because when you're at home, what do you feel when you're at home? You feel pressures. You see the dishes sitting. You know the laundry has to be done. You know the yard needs mowed. There's so many pressures to do, 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 do. So I think for me, it's so important to have this vision on my heart to create that boundary and that space for the play, for the fun, for the getaway because that's what I want in my life. And so as I look towards life on my terms and what that looks like what that feels like what it sounds like I truly want simplicity which is wild to me because I'm a very ambitious person but I want to slow down I think life is meant to be lived and I can't live it if I'm busy chasing the hustle I can't live it if I'm living other people's exceptions and standards and pressures I can't live it if I'm stuck inside my head. And that's why I want to have this talk with you today. Because I want to ask you, are you living life on your terms? Do you love the life that you're living? And if you do, yes, keep owning that shit. Like I'm here for it. But if there's things that you're holding on to that don't belong to you, I also want to give you permission to put it down. I want to give you permission that your big can be really small. It is nothing compared to anyone else's. They're not living your life. So it doesn't matter what someone else is doing. This life is yours. It's easy, like I said, with social media to get around in this space and look at what everyone else is doing. Oh, this is what they bought. This is what they have. This is what she's working on. It's so easy to compare that mom who is raising 16 kids like a rock star and you're over here with one who barely takes a bath and you haven't ate a full meal in forever. It's so easy to compare, but their life has nothing to do with yours. 
And that's a hard thing to accept when we live in an instant world, when everybody is in our face 24-7. It's really hard to accept that you don't have to be like anyone else. It's really hard to accept that their goals and their dreams have nothing to do with you. I hope it empowers you. I hope knowing that your life is yours gives you strength and it excites you because like I said before, you're in control of two things, your attitude and your action. But when you realize that your life is yours and that you get to paint the picture however you want, then you can take the action that you need in order to achieve that. You get to do. And I know, easier said than done, I know that sometimes not doing is way easier. But in the not doing, you're still making a decision. You either decide to do something different or you decide to stay the same. And I want it to empower you to recognize and realize that wherever you are in your life right now today as you're listening to this, that you get to decide if you want to keep this or if you want to change this. You get to decide if you live for yourself or you live for others. You get to decide if you're going to still compare or if you're going to let go. You get to decide that you're enough right now. You get to decide that life is meant to be lived on your terms. But if you need to sit down and figure out what your terms are, if you need to sit down and redefine all of the wants in your life, redefine and let go of things that you don't need, do it. Be so brave that you do that. Take that action. Know that it's possible. And listen, some people will be sitting here listening to this and then rolling their eyes because their mindset and their attitude just is not in the place. And that's okay. I was there once too. And if that's you, can I just say I see you? And I love you and I'm sending you all of the love because I get it. It's easy to look at someone who's quote unquote doing the damn thing and realize that she doesn't understand what you're going through. She doesn't see the life that you're living. You're right, I don't. But I can say I've been in that dark place before. I've been in that frustrated place before. I've looked around at what other people are doing before. But it's not about that. It's not about other people. It's about you. And when you stop making it about other people and start making your life about you, you can discover who you are, what makes you happy, and have that true inner connection to yourself, which improves the world around you. Today, I want to thank you for being here. But even more so, I want to encourage you to sit down and ask yourself the hard questions Sit down and dig in to what makes life beautiful to you. What does living life on your terms look like? Hey, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you so, so much. If this episode spoke to you, please do me a favor and leave a rating, drop a review, or simply share this episode with a friend. It means more to you than you will ever, ever know. Now, go on out there and live, smile, celebrate, and be so damn proud of you.